I had just no desire <laughs> yeah. to perform. And I don't think I realized it until about halfway through that audition. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have zero desire. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Sunday Afternoon Podcast. This is Jennifer. And I'm Joanna. And we are excited to bring you this episode today. Yeah. It's going to be something pretty different. Uh-huh. <laughs> and kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're doing something a little bit different today. We're going to be um, talking about finding and pursuing your calling and we're actually going to be interviewing someone you know very well <laughs> who is it joanna i don't know <laughs> i thought i was just like changing my voice just to make it seem like there was a third person <laughs> in the room like hello <laughs> but no it's me She's yeah interview me <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm going to be interviewing joanna today um she's going to be sharing about like I just said, finding your calling and uh, pursuing that and what that looks like. No pressure. <laughs> just share about what it's looked like for me. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and just jump right in then. Um, so, well, first off, you I mean, obviously you guys know Jelana. You know, she's, to some she, extent. This, this is episode eight now. <laughs> um, but I do want to just kind of talk first about um, just how you grew up. Yeah. Um, and what were some things that you know, shaped your childhood and what are some things that you wanted to be? Um, well, that's funny. I remember distinctly when I was around five, like when people would actually ask that, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I had like a paragraph, like I had like a, <laughs> a list. Um, it was just really funny. It wasn't like, oh yeah, I want to be a princess. I was like, I want to be a Olympic figure skating, McDonald's drive through working, part-time gymnast kindergarten teacher like it was like <laughs> six different things in um, one <laughs> and my mom was like how and I actually had a plan like I was like so the winter olympics and the summer olympics are obviously on different schedules <laughs> so I can do both right. like, so it's fine it's okay so it's fine <laughs> and then in my spare time <laughs> I will work in the McDonald's drive through I was just really obsessed with that window and <laughs> really is weird <laughs> and the little headset microphone i mean think about it this cool. is like 1995 no yeah those are pretty cool yeah the headset microphone and the slidey window thing was like everything yeah. to me i was like they are the epitome of cool right they have um, the technology <laughs> i want a slidey window <laughs> and a microphone headset. um yeah so that's what i that's what I, my answer was when i was little but yeah from literally as long as I can remember, I have been singing. Both my parents were also really musical, and they both grew up singing. So when they got married and started having kids, um, they passed that down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to say forced. It sounds negative, but it's the reality of the situation. Forced us to sing <laughs> as well. <laughs> as well. Um, which, it's funny, because I used to always resent that, I think, as a kid. but But now I'm like... You know, you're appreciative of it. I'm appreciative of it, and also I have every intent on doing the same thing. So, to your kids, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry, <laughs> they'll be fine. They will also be gymnasts. <laughs> Part-time gymnast figure skating singers. <laughs> um, what about the McDonald's drive-through? 
Nah, they don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they should, <laughs> they should do that. They should do that. I'm going to make all my kids work in food service. I think it just makes us all better humans. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> makes you humble it does it does real quick um so singing yes they forced us to sing uh i have two sisters like i've talked about multiple times and my parents used to say that we spoke in three-part harmony so, <laughs> <laughs> so they i learned how to harmonize when i was very small yeah and um i don't know i think because it was forced on me after a while, like I sang in choirs all through elementary school and middle school, and not to say that I was like miserable the whole time. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, I, I did, but I do remember distinctly one time being like, I, I just wanted to re, <laughs> what's the, I wanted to rebrand myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were ahead of your time. Like in seventh grade, I was <laughs> like, I don't want to always be the singing girl, <laughs> and so I wanted to be athletic. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to play sports. <laughs> Watch out, world. <laughs> Watch a lot of playing sports. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't very good at sports. <laughs> so. What sport did you play? I, I will try it out for basketball. Well, cheerleading is a sport that we all yeah. know that's eventually where I landed. Um, but, yeah, I tried out for basketball. Didn't make it past the second cut. But I made it past the first cut. So it counts. You know, it's much much further, I think, than anyone anticipated. (laughs) Uh, I got to go back the second day. I was like, yes. (laughs) I'm in. Score. Got cut. Um, I did soccer for a little bit. And literally, there's so much running in soccer. And I had asthma. (laughs) I still have asthma. But I had, it was worse then. And so I was just miserable yeah. playing soccer. And so I quit that after a month. Um, so sp- the sporting thing wasn't working out. And so I found cheerleading. And then I essentially stopped singing after mm-hmm. that. Uh, I didn't sing in school or church anymore um, all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was kind of, I guess, my childhood yeah. pursuit. So did you, did you stop singing because you were just doing cheerleading or is it was it more so just because like oh I don't want to be the singing girl yeah I was rebranding myself (laughs) (laughs) no yeah um I really think I don't know it's such like a bratty answer but it it was it was like I was just over it I was over it It it's something that we since we we did all the time we were like forced to do and made to do um my parents are going to be like, we did not force you. <laughs> but in the, in the, forced in the, um, the sense that it was just like this expectation yeah. and this thing that kind of like marked our family. And yeah. I wanted to, I was trying to be an individual. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I don't, I want to do something different. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't sing. I don't, I mean, aside from maybe singing at home, like it just, yeah. it's so interesting. I just didn't sing. Yeah. So after you kind of grew up and started like high school, college, mm-hmm. what did it look like? Did you ever pick up singing again? Or well, obviously you did, but right. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Right. <laughs> what did it look like going back into singing? Why did you go back into singing? Yeah, my dad had started singing at this church that we were going to in Michigan, and somebody told somebody that uh, we could sing and. I think they asked us to. I don't know. I just remember feeling like this sense of obligation yeah. um, to do it because it was a gift and because it was church. Um, and 
that's what calling was for me at that point. Mm-hmm. It was like an obligation. Yeah. Um, you use your gifts because if you don't, like the Lord is going to shelf you. That's essentially the thought yeah. process that I had. Uh, if he gives you something, you have to use it and you have to use it for him or he's going to take it away. Yeah. And so that's what we did. I was nervous as I'll get out. <laughs> I was just saying, like, I don't even, I didn't lead anything. Just like saying harmonies um, with my sister and then I got to college and didn't start singing I didn't sing at all for the first three years two years I was in school mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't until I started going to the BCM which is a whole story in and of itself <laughs> it was in a building on the corner from where my dorm room was and I would walk, have to walk by it every day uh, to get to class, to get to mm-hmm. add a hold. <laughs> it's the farthest building in the whole campus. <laughs> and um, my whole sophomore year, actually, so backing up a year, I passed this building like every day going to this class. And I grew up in church, so obviously there was a sense of, there was a sense of obligation, I think, to be a Christian in college, you know? Yeah. In the sense, like, the whole year or two years before going to college, that's all you really hear about in church is about all the kids who fall away once they yeah. get to college. <laughs> um, and so there was like this fear yeah. almost as well. Like, I'm I can't gonna... fall away! <laughs> that would be that stat. <laughs> right, like beat the odds. Right. Um, so Four that... out of five students <laughs> turn away from their faith. Like, right. Not me! <laughs> Never Lord! <laughs> um, what, which I should have been going to the BCM, but anyway, <laughs> but it, it, it was very much this sense of walking by every day feeling like, man, I should really go in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then eventually I really started to feel convicted. Like mm-hmm. I really felt like the Lord was telling me to go, like mm-hmm. you, need to, you need to go. And it was, I was feel this little like whisper or nudge, like every time yeah. I pass that building, like you should go. And I fought it for the longest time. Because I didn't have anyone to go with. It was like classic. Classic Joanna. That's why I don't that's why I didn't see Infinity War for months. And you guys heard about that in the last episode. <laughs> I didn't have anyone to go with. So I didn't want to go in there. Um and be the new kid yeah. alone. So I didn't I fought it. <laughs> I fought it sounds bad. It's like I fought the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I didn't go. I disobeyed the Holy Spirit and yeah. the voice of the Lord for a whole year. Until, and this was like a stalkery kind of moment, but uh, I met this girl in one of my journalism classes named Noelle. And we started talking. I don't even think I knew if she was a Christian or not, but we just were like chit-chatting about whatever mm-hmm. the class was about. And then one day, I saw her going into the BCM on, <laughs> on the street. This is my ticket in! Right, yeah. And so then it was like, oh. I have someone to go with. It was like, it's like the Lord took away that excuse. Ah, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next time we were in class, like, the conviction was heavy. And I was like, ah, so, Noelle. And I asked her if she would take me. I mm-hmm. like, literally was like, I asked her about it. I was like, I saw you go into this building. It's not like I was watching you or anything. <laughs> um, but I kind of was. <laughs> but I was. <laughs> and, yeah, I asked her to take me. And she did. And the very first night that I went, I went to, like, their um, Tuesday night worship service mm-hmm. called Ignite. Oh. Um, remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Ignite for the first time. And uh, literally, 
I don't even know if I could would would have articulated it that way at the time. I don't think I knew. But mm-hmm. now looking back on it, it was like the Lord spoke so clearly to me and called me to lead worship that night. Mm-hmm. That is the night that I felt the Lord calling me to lead worship. And it was because I I didn't feel obligated, but I just felt this overwhelming sense of not only are you going to come here, but you're going to contribute. Mm-hmm. And you need to contribute. Mm-hmm. And I've called you to contribute yeah. <laughs> to what they're doing here yeah. in this ministry. And it wasn't like an audible voice like, you need to sing. But mm-hmm. when I looked up, I, I I do remember that feeling like I need to be here and I need to contribute. And that's all I had. Yeah. You know? And so the thing that um, I did begrudgingly before... Um, it was a t- it was the only tool that I had at the time. So I was like, well, what can I do? Oh, I, oh, I can sing. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so I couldn't leave that night without talking to the worship leader mm-hmm. and asking him how I could join the worship team. Yeah. It's like the spirit wouldn't let me walk in the building. It's like, okay. <laughs> and so I talked to Thomas Lockwood, auditioned. I think I auditioned. I, don't, mm-hmm. I must have, right? And started singing at the BCM. Yeah. Fast forward, because this story could get very long. But the, ne- the next year, I was the discipleship leader of worship mm-hmm. at the BCM. Well, even before you get into that, so like as you were now in this space of feeling convicted to sing, mm-hmm. what were your emotions like? Like, was it just like, okay, let's just do it? Or was it just like... Like, were you anxious? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Uh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Because all I had in my hands to contribute with was singing. Mm-hmm. But singing in front of people was the thing that terrified me the most. <laughs> so, so I knew that it was the Lord. <laughs> because... You wouldn't have access. I wouldn't have... Right. I wasn't, like, trying to jump on stage yeah. and sing. Um, yeah, it terrified me to yeah. sing in front of people at that point in my life. Which is interesting because I had done it my whole life. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like, I don't know, the insecurity was strong. Yeah. At that point. And I didn't like being in front of people. I didn't like, definitely didn't want to sing in front of people. I felt like, I don't know. I just felt like once you, at that time I felt like once you started using your gifts or like, you know, talents Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, you open yourself up to be judged. Yeah. So even if, I thought in my head that I was an okay singer. Once I sang out loud, yeah. now someone can tell me one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, that year was so transformative. Like it, Looking back on it, it sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, because by the time they asked me to be... So the, the BCM, once you're a... I think you have to be a senior. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but every year they, they kind of interview people for leadership positions. Mm-hmm. And so they had a, a leader over worship, a leader over like missions. There were four of them. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a president of the BCM. So after being there for, I think even like half a year, I think I started going to the BCM halfway through my junior year even. So maybe it was the whole thing, I don't remember. But um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so after being there and like singing on the worship team, um, I remember interviewing for that position mm-hmm. and that was another time where I felt the Holy Spirit really strongly <laughs> yeah. in that interview 
because I walked out and somebody asked me how it went and I was like, I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> I literally, I was like, I don't know. And I, cause I asked the Lord to be with me and speak to me cause yeah. I was so nervous. Yeah. And I did. It's like, I blacked out. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened <laughs> just now. The next thing I know they were asking me to do it. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now you were going to be leading worship yeah. for the BCM. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like yeah. for their ignites or just like, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a weekly service. It was every oh, okay. Tuesday. Um, so I was scheduling bands. That was my first time being a worship leader. Yeah. And which is interesting because it was worship leading was new, yeah. new to me. And then yeah. I was put in charge like six months later. Yeah. Um, so I was scheduling bands, picking songs, put, <laughs> putting set lists together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Leading a Bible study with, uh, me and all boys, all college boys. <laughs> Cause that's who I was over it was super awkward that's interesting <laughs> yeah because the worship team it was it was it was like I think there was I don't even remember if there were any other girls I just remember every time we did that bible study it was me and three other boys <laughs> so I was like great <laughs> I am your discipleship leader like what <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was mostly just us talking yeah yeah I was like I, I can't shepherd any of you <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> So as you stepped into this new role, uh-huh. <laughs> what are some things that you saw the Lord doing to like equip you? Because yeah, this is obviously something you've never done before. Right. I mean, just like at this point, a year prior, mm-hmm. you weren't even looking to yeah even go inside the BCM, <laughs> but now you're like the discipleship leader. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what are you like? What are some things that you feel like the Lord? Uh, did in you and then yeah. that you saw on the outside to like equip you yeah um well definitely I saw my confidence growing mm-hmm. um I'm careful because it's still I still was very much afraid mm-hmm. and it was it was this weird tension for a while those first few years that I was leading worship of relying on the Lord and being um, fearless you know like mm-hmm. My my worship leading experience or strategy mm-hmm. <laughs> was like uh, to close my eyes and and get through it. I basically like <laughs> seriously like just singing on stage was a lot for me at that point. But I guess not a lot of people could see that maybe from mm-hmm. the outside. Um, I don't think many people knew what I went through moments before walking on stage every time because. Um, at some point in life, skills, you know, I developed the ability to at least uh, present like I was fine. Like, I don't think, I wasn't, mm-hmm. like, shaking on yeah. stage or anything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I saw him kind of growing my dependence on him. Because mm-hmm. I would have to, like, all right, all right, Lord, like, if you don't do it, <laughs> it's no, not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I I started walking that out yeah um I saw him kind of equipping me learning how to deal with with people mm-hmm. uh that bible study when I was like mm-hmm. supposed to be well I don't know if it was a bible study if it was like a I was the discipleship leader so we were supposed to have like like accountability meetings or you know like yeah. we were supposed to sit around and talk about our faith and doing that with those um with those guys was 
a learning experience because Mm -hmm. they were all younger than me but not by much like at the time it was like I'm a senior you guys are sophomores (laughs) so you know so it felt like they were like my little brother but really they were like like a year maybe two years younger than me um they were you know anyway so I think that kind of gave me the comfort to be around (laughs) musicians uh and I, and I'm only saying that in retrospect, just seeing like where the Lord has taken me since. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of the beginnings of it. Uh, I think he was just really shaping. Those were the like building blocks to mm-hmm. the worship leader that I would become or becoming because I definitely would never going to arrive. Picked <laughs> um, up the guitar for the first time because because I had started learning how to schedule musicians and put bands together and also learned that people weren't always reliable <laughs> and people weren't wouldn't always show up when they said they were going to. Yeah. Um so I got really tired of like stressing out over who was going to play guitar. Mhm. Um, cuz we whether or not I I don't the intent was never for me to lead worship every week, but yeah. you know, you try to get uh, other bands together and the fallback was me. If we couldn't get people yeah. to lead worship, I was going to have to lead worship by myself. Acapella, I guess. So, <laughs> I picked up a guitar. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. So, at the very least, if everyone else cancels, yeah. we can still have... Yeah, <laughs> still, you and your guitar. <laughs> me and my guitar. Right. Um, That's pretty impressive, though. How long did, you, <laughs> did it take for you to learn the guitar? Um... Learn. My goal was to never be proficient. My goal was to learn enough to lead worship. So it's funny. It's like that was the approach that I had in learning guitar. <laughs> it's like I just need to know enough to get by. Yeah. Which I don't know if like that's the right approach to learning a new instrument. But <laughs> so it didn't take me long. Is the answer? Really. It didn't yeah. take me long to get good enough to play a four chord song. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to play. I think Revelation Song was the first song oh, I played. Oh, Revelation Song. Yeah. So, four <laughs> chords. It was like, over and over and over again. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Got <laughs> it. Um, yeah. And so, maybe a few months. Um, I picked it up in September 2010. The first time I remember playing in front of people was at church, at the CCM, actually, uh-huh. which we haven't gotten to yet. So, that was you know maybe a few months later yeah (laughs) so obviously you have this conviction from the lord that singing is something you're supposed to do with your life so how did it yeah yeah, now (laughs) so how did it switch from or how did you know that it wasn't just a conviction just to lead worship at the bcm to Mm -hmm. now this is like my life yeah calling yeah yeah um so now it's my senior year like I said because I I don't think I would have like you said recognized that it was a calling Mm -hmm. um on my whole life it was just like how I was how I was contributing at the museum um but my senior year I don't know if someone else said it or I just started feeling it but I I remember starting asking questions about people doing music full-time like as a career Mm -hmm. because I'm in college studying for journalism (laughs) (laughs) you know like my plan and it's it's really cool like seeing us do this podcast because my plan in 2007 so podcasts weren't a thing I don't think 
radio shows were. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't even know. But <laughs> my plan was to have a Christian girls magazine. Like, that is what I oh. wanted to do with my life. I wanted 17. to have a magazine. Really? <laughs> Collaborating. <laughs> this should be a magazine. <laughs> Coming soon. Sunday afternoon magazine. <laughs> um, so that is that was my dream, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to do. So that's why I went to school for journalism. I was going to have a Christian girls magazine that was like cool. Yeah. And we talked about Jesus and clothes. And well, I didn't even like makeup, but you know. <laughs> anyway, so senior year I'm like questioning my whole life it felt like perfect timing right right (laughs) I'm about to graduate and I literally I knew it I knew knew the moment I was sitting in a news reporting no a feature writing class Mm -hmm. and my professor was talking about tactics on getting people maybe no I'm sorry it was feature writing because he was talking about interview tactics (laughs) um on getting good story Mm-hmm. And basically, he was showing us how to get people to talk about stuff they didn't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I was literally that moment. I was like, you want me to trick people into sharing with the world something they don't want to share? I was like, that's rude. I don't <laughs> like, that's deceptive. That's <laughs> right. Like it was. I was like, that's that's gross. You know. But that's what. I don't know. That's what a lot of celebrity. Knew. You know. That's yeah. what they do. And. So I think that's why I started to question it. Um, yeah. And uh, we were sitting in my dorm room with my friend. And we were literally about to graduate. And I was like, I don't want to be a journalist. I just want to work for Jesus. <laughs> that is exact quote. <laughs> that is what I said. Yeah. And... Uh, we don't even have time to talk about how that conversation went when I told my dad the <laughs> same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but yeah. And I knew that the Lord was calling me into ministry. Yeah. I just, I didn't know that worship leading was a position that people could have. Like, yeah. as a job. Because I, well, I always saw my dad do it on a volunteer level, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. Right. That people got paid for yeah. that, you right. know. Right, So, but all I knew was, like, I don't, I I just, I want to be in ministry. Yeah. So, after you graduated, what did it, what did it look like to start actually pursuing it? Singing, um, that is. Yeah. So, we were, at that point, singing at church as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I guess I, I don't, I wouldn't say I was officially pursuing it then, but it was more just still growing mm-hmm. in the in the gifting and the actual practical like skills of leading worship. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of post college, and then that's faded out. We stopped doing that as much. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be when I moved to Michigan. Then mm-hmm. um, I was leading worship at our church there on a volunteer level, and just feeling like. I should have went to school for music or feeling, you know, feeling yeah. like I was at the point where, yes, I got some experience, like just being thrown into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, before the, those last couple of years, I didn't even know that it was a occupation. Yeah. So I was looking up like worship leading degrees. I was like, people <laughs> go to school for this? Like, this yeah. is a thing? Yeah. Like. <laughs> People go to... I thought people just went to seminary to be pastors. Like, yeah. I didn't know you could go to, like, a Bible college and major in 
worship leading. Yeah. So I was like, that's what? pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I should have done that. <laughs> um, four years ago. <laughs> but so I was, didn't want to go back to school for four years. Yeah. <laughs> I could have, but by this point I would have been graduated. But, um, but I knew that I needed like some training. Yeah. Know? It's like, if I wanted to do this for real, I need to be trained. And I made myself a promise um, to be pursuing worship or music, like, full-time mm-hmm. by the time I turned 24. And I made some mistakes along the way. No, no. Uh, and... I guess, sorry, backing up a little bit, because I don't want to skip over the fact that, um, and just get lost in telling a story, but, like, your calling, or if you do have a calling on your life that is specific, or uh, a call to be in ministry, a lot of times, like, that'll be confirmed by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, it wasn't just that I liked singing and wanted to be on stage and decided that I wanted to do that get paid in church mm-hmm. um I definitely was you know feeling like convicted of the Lord and uh other people saw it too yeah and not like you need a hundred people to co-sign right. you know before you do anything but um Mike and Joe Mark mm-hmm. <laughs> uh who we probably now reference to even more than <laughs> now that they've been on the podcast yeah um I remember sitting in their kitchen in 2011 Mm -hmm. and at this point like I had been singing at church and school Mm -hmm. um well church I had already graduated and they had seen me sing at church Mm -hmm. uh but the fear was um still really crippling I guess and I, I don't even know how it started but I remember Mike asking me to sing and I was like no (laughs) <laughs> straight up no yeah I was like I'd rather not but he he wouldn't let it go yeah you know and I think something in me maybe it was the 22 years of feeling like singing was an obligation or you know mm-hmm. like like I said my parents kind of were always asking us to perform and yeah. sing in front of our family members and stuff but so it's like all of those feelings yeah were on the surface at that moment yeah. and I was not going to sing. Yeah. And I think we sat <laughs> so weird. Um we just had a long conversation about calling mm-hmm. and he you know they were speaking like life mm-hmm. over my life mm-hmm. but I was just being stubborn, yeah. you know. <laughs> just like I ain't singing for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, uh I think that's that's the first time that I heard someone else like really speak to what I was feeling. Yeah. Be like, I believe that the Lord has called you to this. Like, you have a gift. And, like, you should you should be able to sing. That's what he was trying to push me to do. Which mm-hmm. I appreciate now. Because just looking at all the things that I've done. Yeah. Like, you should be able to sing. Yeah. If somebody asks you to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> I was like, okay, but I'm not doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and so, I don't know. Just being in relationship with them really... Like we talked about, brought a lot of things to the surface, but really that fear that I had mm-hmm. of singing for fear of being judged mm-hmm. um, was worked out of me yeah. <laughs> slowly. Mm-hmm. So, 
by the time I moved to Michigan, I think I had more of the confidence to be like, okay, I think I can do this as a job. You yeah. know, like th- I can do this for more than just a hobby. So I was looking for training, um, different opportunities to not go to school because I didn't want to pay for that, but like, you know, <laughs> get some training. Yeah. And I found an internship at Elevation Church mm-hmm. online and I applied for it. Um, and I didn't get in mm-hmm. actually which I forget about since I was, <laughs> since I was there for three years saving yeah. <laughs> I forget that I applied for a worship internship and actually didn't get it the first time yeah um I didn't get the worship internship but they offered me a internship in the outreach department mm-hmm. and I was like uh, that ain't Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Because he called me to sing. You're right. You know? <laughs> uh, doing no outreach. <laughs> Which mean, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Reaching out to who? <laughs> but <laughs> I had been watching Elevation for a while yeah. um, leading up to it. And I just felt really strongly about going. Going so, to? Going to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I went. I remember feeling like, okay this could be like your way in I don't know mm-hmm. but I couldn't think like that I was like you could go and this could be your way in to the worship team or you could go and never sing mm-hmm. but I knew that the Lord was calling me to go so I said yes I was yeah. like I'm gonna go be a part of the outreach department and um and I remember getting there and I the first weekend I went, I ran into one of the worship leaders who I, who I had met when I came down to audition. That's yeah. the part that I left out. I actually drove to Charlotte um, a few months before the internship started to audition. Mm-hmm. They told me no. I went back home. Yeah. So ran into the worship leader that I met when I came down to for the audition. And she told me that she was so glad that I came anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted me to sing mm-hmm. on the worship team like as a vocalist. As, like, a background vocalist. So, I was like, Jesus? <laughs> because I really had no expectations on singing yeah. um, when I got there. But the first day that I was there, I was like, I'm going to be on the Lord's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it, so it became a lifelong conviction or um, a, a pursuit, I guess, for my life because I kept seeing it being confirmed and it was something that I couldn't let go yeah and that's something that I kind of still hold on to today because I don't don't think I've ever been really good at taking rejection Mm -hmm. I don't know my mom says I'm really resilient but (laughs) I don't feel like that (laughs) um and I had a lot of like failed attempts Mm -hmm. already up until that point um even before that I had (laughs) this kind of embarrassing <laughs> I was driving to Detroit to pick up Andre. Andre literally comes up every <laughs> That's so funny. Andre, Jennifer's sister, <laughs> was staying in Detroit uh, that summer that I moved back for an internship. Mm-hmm. And Kalamazoo is two hours away from Detroit. So when she, I found out, you know, when she was up there and we, I was up there, I went to pick her up for like July 4th weekend or something and brought yeah. her back to my house. So on my way to see Andre... <laughs> Um, I see this billboard for uh, this 
organization called Actors, Models, and Talent for Christ. Mm-hmm. So, like, perfect! <laughs> uh, I wanted to sing for Jesus, and I promised myself before I turned 24 I would be pursuing singing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was my ticket in. Um, uh, long story short, it was something that you had to raise money for, mm-hmm. and I did not raise the funds to be able to go to yeah. this training thing. And so I thought it was over. Now we're back. Sorry. The fast back forward to Charlotte. Thought it was <laughs> over. Found Elevation. Went there. And now I'm on the worship team. So it was kind of like, even after these failed things, Actors, Models, actors, models and Talent for Christ fell through. Tried out mm-hmm. for Elevation. They said no. Um, I went anyway. It was mm-hmm. like, it was because I couldn't, I couldn't shake this feeling that this was something I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. No matter what anyone right. else says. Which is funny, talking about how the Lord has equipped you. Mm-hmm. I don't think if I hadn't built the confidence and had, if it hadn't been confirmed by yeah. other people those few years before, I would have fallen apart already. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, see, this is why you're not supposed to sing in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I even think about your experience, like we talked about in an episode with Majesty, mm-hmm. about rejection. Yeah. Um, you auditioned for American Idol, mm-hmm. um, and that didn't work out either. Mm-hmm. Um so just like how those things <laughs> equipped all, you. yeah equipped yeah. you the, right. essentially yeah right because by the time American Idol came around that was like rejection number eight <laughs> I was like what else you got <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry tells me no I'm still singing right. <laughs> so at this point you've left Michigan um, you're now living in Charlotte North Carolina mm-hmm. you're doing an internship with Elevation what training took place at Elevation that you feel helped you to become a better worship leader at this point. Well, there was a lot of practical things that I mm-hmm. learned. I grew more as a singer, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think vocally, I got a lot stronger in those three years. Yeah. Um, just the just the access that I had to voice lessons and mm-hmm. uh, the mentorship from the worship leaders who were yeah. there. So I, I started writing songs um, and learning how to write songs, learning like the practical things, uh, rules, songwriting rules, because I was a writer. You know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but learning the art of songwriting uh, in a very nuts and bolts kind of way. Emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of be... I don't want to say I, I learned how to perform better. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was still leading worship. I wasn't performing, but I became a lot more comfortable on stage. Yeah. That environment kind of forced me to become comfortable yeah. on stage. No, that was, I think that's for um, sure because when we were when we were leading worship together yeah. at... First Baptist Church of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen you, hadn't seen you lead worship right. at that point until mm-hmm. I visited you in Charlotte, right. North Carolina. So I right. think at this point it had been like three, four yeah. years mm-hmm. since I've seen you lead worship, and it was yeah. like it was like night and day. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like I, I, I was crying because I was like, this yeah. is like a whole new person. <laughs> it was yeah, no, it was it was cool to yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. So the whole, you know, essentially, and I beat myself up a lot um, Mm -hmm. for not feeling like I measured up or I achieved what I felt like the Lord was calling me to Mm -hmm. um, when I was in Charlotte, like I said, because it very much, I felt like this calling in the sense of not even obligation. I I didn't feel like I was doing it begrudgingly, but it's just like this sense of duty, Mm -hmm. you know, like the Lord has given me a gift. He's put this in me. Like, I need to achieve what he's called me to. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't happen there. Yeah. Um, so I did. I, you know, I was 
disappointed with how th- how things turned out. I I went there in search of a job at Elevation, and I felt like that was going to be the moment where I I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, the sitting in my dorm room, I want to work for Jesus. That was going to be yeah. the full circle moment. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to hire me. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now looking back, just recognizing like how the Lord was even using those three years, mm-hmm. um, to take me through, and from 2009 to 2017 mm-hmm. that's less than 10 years just the the change that happened in that um, amount of time mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy to think about uh-huh. and so like the lord knew what he was doing um, yeah. and just because i didn't i didn't see this dream realized in 2017 doesn't mean that he wasn't using it um to work something out in me now yeah and the journey's just not over. And even if I did get hired, it wouldn't have been over. Yeah. <laughs> then. Um, yeah. And it's cool to see because I think when people think about calling and the Lord calling them to do something, it's going to be this nice, easy mm-hmm. path. Like, okay, you do this or God calls you to do this. So you just do it and you just right. go. And it's like this one straight line. Right. But hearing like your path is that was three years at least in that one part of your story Mm -hmm. just three years of just learning and it's like Mm -hmm. you know but (laughs) (laughs) it's been this long pathway this long journey but it's it's not going to be just like oh god called me so tomorrow i'm going to be this you know (laughs) and i just realized um that i chose to go to elevation because i didn't want to go back to school Mm -hmm. i didn't want to i felt like four years four more years of school have been too long to wait (laughs) <laughs> to get to my calling you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then I was there <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like oh you're gonna go to somebody right. <laughs> someone gonna train you <laughs> for as long as I need them to <laughs> <laughs> but even now I think I remember hearing one night when I was at Elevation I was listening to um, a talk being given by one of the worship leaders and she said that God is the only calling God is concerned about is his calling I'm going to mess this up. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Jane Williams. <laughs> it was so impactful, but I can't remember how she said it. She said, the ultimate calling on your life from God is him calling you to himself, essentially. Yeah. And I remember where I was when I heard that. I was, like, not getting hired. Mm-hmm. I was not a worship leader. I didn't have the title. Yeah. And so that frustrated me a little bit hearing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like but you wrong because I'm called, uh, <laughs> you know, because I was so focused on the calling. Yeah. I almost forgot who was calling me yeah. in the first place. This was never my idea. Yeah. But at that point I had taken it on so much that like, mm. that was the, now it was my idea and yeah. now <laughs> I'm going to see it through. Yeah. I'm not, you know, and I, I wasn't worried about, um, changing course if if mm-hmm. Jesus asked me to. I was just dead set on becoming a worship leader. Mm-hmm. But um now I think I needed to go through that to see that those words were true. So yeah. like it's not even a big revelation. It's like, oh so sh- so the truth was true. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, now now I can clearly see that like Jesus is ultimately concerned about us being in relationship with him. It takes the pressure off. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, like, hearing that was a disappointment because I felt like that meant Jesus could dare ask me to do something different from what I've been pursuing for the last three years. <laughs> now, looking looking at that same concept, like, oh, he just wants me to be 
his child. Right. Like, that's ultimately what he wants me to do. I don't have mm-hmm. to achieve this grand thing before I die so that I can get to heaven. And he go, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm more proud <laughs> of you now than I would have been had you not gotten hired at Elevation. You know? Yeah. Like, like, he's not asking us to help him. Mm-hmm. Like, do something that he's called us to. Yeah. (laughs) He just wants us to focus on being in a relationship with him, so. And I want to touch on something you said. You said something that I thought was really important. Mm -hmm. Like, how you were saying this calling was from the Lord, but you believed it and now so much that you took it on as something Mm -hmm. that you wanted to see through. Yeah. And I think that happens to a lot of us. Like, Mm -hmm. we hear something from the Lord and you you start to obey it, mm-hmm. but then it turns into something that you want to grow for yourself. It's like right. building your own monument right. at this point. So what would you say is something that people can do to avoid that? Um, or what did you do? Or what have you done? I think it just, it goes back to relationship. Uh, I remember year three of being in Charlotte and and not getting hired at the church that I was trying to get hired at. Mm-hmm. I... I started to look other places. I started to redefine the calling because I was like, well, mm-hmm. clearly, maybe I heard wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe the Lord is calling me to do something else. And I don't necessarily think that that's, that's wrong. Sometimes you just have to try things to know what the Lord is not calling you to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that that switch for me in pursuit was was stemming from not seeing something Mm -hmm. so it's like I was almost taking control of the reins yeah again so I started writing a lot of pop music and while I was at um elevation like I sang a lot of cover songs for Mm -hmm. them and people were telling me it's like oh you have a like a really good voice for pop music and like you have a typical worship voice and you can you know like and I never realized that about my voice before that mm-hmm. moment. I was like, what do you mean worship voice? Like, <laughs> I sing worship. That makes my voice a worship voice. <laughs> um, but those, honestly, those thoughts were getting in my head and I was thinking like, well, maybe the Lord hasn't called me to lead worship. Like maybe mm-hmm. he's made me to sing pop music mm-hmm. for him. <laughs> so, you know, and like, I don't think that that's sinful. I think there are a lot of, I think there's a need for Christians to be in mainstream music, um, mm-hmm. to do it the right way and not compromise and, you yeah. know, sing about the Lord. So it was a noble effort. It just wasn't what I was, I don't think it was what I was called right. to. <laughs> and maybe the Lord will bring it back and revisit it. But long story short, I pursued that for a while in Charlotte, right around that time where like things were starting to pick up. I opened for somebody who like came from out of town, like somebody <laughs> recommended me as an opener. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> It's happening. Um, I was doing open mic nights. I got, and that's where I got asked to do the American Idol audition. So I didn't even like seek that out. Like somebody approached me and he happened to be a recruiter for American Idol. I was like, I was like, Lord, this is crazy. (laughs) Um, So things were starting to, to pick up in Charlotte and I was feeling like I should be going in a different direction. Uh, And I know, I guess it could be confusing because at the same time I was saying that I felt confident my calling Mm -hmm. because it was being confirmed so I could say well me going down this pop music route was confirmed Mm -hmm. (laughs) over and over again but and I believe that it is like I I believe I was seeking the Lord on those things and I think he was taking me through those different experiences to teach me something um, and allowing things to happen to teach me something but 
I know where I was in my heart mm-hmm. at that point was very different from the college girl who just like was answering surrendering you know what I mean mm-hmm. it was very much like you were talking about like building yourself I think I was trying to do something make something happen in the name of the Lord rather mm-hmm. than um letting him just live through me mm-hmm. like I'm gonna live for you and you're gonna you know stamp on this <laughs> <laughs> instead of me just let letting him live his life through me because I can look back and see times where um, people might have been saying yes to me and like offering me things, but I didn't feel peace about about it. Um, and I questioned things, and I I should have listened to. I should have listened to it, and nothing that I was doing was sinful. I just knew. I don't know. Maybe that I was wasting my time. Like you know, mm-hmm. I just knew that um, that that's not what he's called me to that's not necessarily what he's gifted me for and um those decisions were led by other people's opinions I think um rather than it, other people's opinions confirming what the Lord was speaking to me yeah. already um so I got the call for American Idol shortly thereafter I moved to Raleigh um because Mike of Mike and Jomar <laughs> called me and um, was basically putting together a ministry team and asked me to, to move to Raleigh from Charlotte. And initially I said no um, <laughs> because things were happening in Charlotte. So I was like, nah, I'm good. But uh, it basically came down to one day on my drive, hour commute to a mortgage company job that I hated. And I was begging the Lord for a way out. I was like, this is, if you called me to sing, like, why do I have to go to this job? And he just very clearly reminded me that he's already gave me a way out. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of like, all right. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you remember when you said no to moving to Raleigh? <laughs> I was like, all right, uh-huh. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> I moved to Raleigh. Um started leading worship again did the American Idol audition obviously we know how that ended um still tried to to do the pop music thing for a little bit um and it's weird speaking about it like it's in the past tense because this is a very recent revelation that I had like maybe two weeks ago (laughs) um so I have been trying to do the pop music thing um and I, I did an audition for The Voice in Colorado and that also didn't go well. Um, and it wasn't... It, I can't even entirely blame it on on just, oh, it's a TV show. Um, it wasn't a good audition. But it wasn't a good audition because my heart is not in performing like that. Like, mm-hmm. some people can do it and, like I said, it's fine. Um, but I had just no desire <laughs> yeah. to perform. And I don't think I realized it until about halfway through that audition. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have zero desire to sing for the sake of singing. Yeah. You know, sing for the sake of just showing people my talent and having people appreciate me. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't feel right. And I came home and I I finally, I think, surrendered to this torn feeling that I have been feeling in the past few years about what I was called to do, whether mm-hmm. or not I'm called to 
truly called to lead worship or called to do pop music or called to do both, I I think I needed to pick a side, and I did. Whether or not that means I'm never going to sing the songs that I wrote ever again, I don't know. But ultimately, I want to be where the Lord wants me to be. And I think I think just pursuing pursuing Him over pursuing different opportunities is where where I'm trying to focus now. So just to kind of wrap up everything, what is something you would tell your younger self? Like maybe 20-year-old Joanna or... <laughs> Like freshly graduated from college, Jelana. Um, I would tell her to go ahead and get a journalism job, maybe if she could. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would tell her that it, it, it's definitely not a straight line from point A to point B. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're not on the right path. Yep. It doesn't mean you're not right where you're supposed to be. And I guess, sorry, I, I have more things to tell her, apparently. Um, <laughs> I guess I would also tell her, like, to just take the pressure off, you know? Like, you don't have to change the world. Um, we're not called to change the world. The Lord might gift us with specific things that he wants us to use. And I do believe that the Lord calls people into ministry full-time. I, I think that if you do that with your life you need to feel called it can't just be like oh this is a job that I want you know for fun (laughs) you have to feel like that um but at the same time like that doesn't I don't think he calls us so that we can worship the calling over him and I don't think he calls us so that we can put this undue pressure on ourselves to to live up to the potential that he's putting us or yeah. you know to live up or see something specific because if Jesus came back tomorrow like he's not gonna be like how dare you you never you never sold out like worship or a stadium for a worship concert like you didn't do it you didn't do what I <laughs> called you to it's like, ah. like you know he's gonna say like were you in relationship with me mm-hmm. you know so that that's what I would tell her wow yeah that's really good yeah thanks for sharing your journey with us and <laughs> just talking about you know how that what it looks like to actually pursue the the calling of the Lord. I think it is something that can be somewhat an enigma yeah. to a lot of people. It's just this weird, formless, squishy <laughs> thing. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Um, as always, follow us on our social media, on our Instagram. At Sunday Afternoon Podcast. Then you can follow us on our personal Instagrams. Um, Get Fit with Jen, G-E-T-F-I-T-W-J-E-N. And Jelana Jones, J-I-L-L-A-N-A-J-O-N-E-S. And leave us a review on iTunes. Also rate us um, five stars, please. (laughs) (laughs) No less. We accept nothing less. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, thank you all so much. And we will see you next Sunday. Bye. Bye, guys. (laughs)